0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Thank you, Kyle and Brent. And uh, man, after that worship set, I was really ready to just jump on up here and, and preach. But now I'm really ready to preach this sermon about reclaiming your awesome thing. Um, we just, just had a word of prayer. I hope you're really in that in that frame of mind to just listen. I, I I know. I know. We start talking about serving. It's kind of like that thing with money. You know, people say, well, preachers and churches just want my money. You know, and you start talking about serving. Well, preachers and churches just want us to work. You know, they, that's all they want. But, man, there is so much more to it, okay? So let's jump in. going to going to be in a little bit of a hurry thank you Kyle for leaving me more than 10 minutes he told me that's all the time he was gonna leave me this morning but thank you for leaving me a little more than 10 minutes right uh, but uh, we're gonna go to Acts chapter 1 and we're gonna read through several verses and this is when Jesus is leaving the earth he's going back to going back to heaven going back to be with his father and he's kind of giving the, the 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 disciples a challenge and then also it's their first steps in that challenge you know first steps are really important first steps are really important what is what is the most important step you will ever take you know what it is the next one you know you can't take the one next you know two or three weeks from now you can only take the step that is today the next step so choosing to take that next step so acts chapter 1 verse 8 says jesus talking to these disciples he says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you wow now, now listen, these guys, they had just seen Jesus heal people, deliver people. They'd seen him make people who couldn't see, make blind people be able to see. They had just seen Jesus raise people from the dead. They had seen Jesus die on the cross and get up and come out of his grave and then still do more miracles. They had seen that and now Jesus said, I'm going to give you some power. The Holy Spirit is coming, and you're going to have power. And, you, you know, I want to say, wow, I mean, just stop here because I think what we all, all do, you know, is we just read right on. And sometimes I think maybe even in our Bible studies and our readings, our personal devotions, if we're not careful, we just read right on. We miss so much stuff. Read a little slower, okay? When you see a, when you see a period, you know, right there when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you see a period there, stop just a minute. And say, now, what did I just read? Or when you see a, a comma, you know, slow down a little bit and think about what I'm reading here okay because that sounds really really exciting that he's going to give us power through the Holy Spirit right that is exciting he goes on and and that connects it right that means that this isn't these aren't two separate uh, thoughts here but they're connected and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea in Samaria and to the ends of the earth okay so now i read this and I think okay well I'm going to have power, but this power is about reaching somebody else. Something else we say around here—I uh, think they mentioned a couple of things. Brent, Brent and uh, Kyle did—is uh, one of the other things we say around here. Is it's not about me. Somebody may even have on the T-shirt today. I don't know; it's a little cool. Might not have any, many T-shirts today, but it's not about me. And you know what? Sometimes that's like, oh man, it's not about me. Can I say it again? Can I say this again is before you were a Christian it was all about you every single bit of it was all about you but once you became a Christian once your sins were washed away once your name was written down in God's records in heaven it's about somebody else now that needs to know Jesus Christ that needs their sins forgiven that needs their name written down in God's records in heaven it's not about me anymore but think about this. Think, think about what's going on here because I, I guess you can look at this two ways. You can look in the, at it that way you know, of you know, churches just want us to work. Churches just want us to give our money. You know, Jesus even wants us to work. You can look at it that way or you can look at it this way, that God has gifted me. He has given, he, he has given me gifts. He has, gift, he has given me passions. He has given me power, and he has given me an awesome trust to do something amazing for him. That he is entrusted, that, that the God of heaven, the God that created everything that we see and we know, the God that created me, he looks at me and he knows those faults and he knows those places where I'm not perfect and probably never gonna be perfect and he still looks at me and he gives us all these things and he entrusts with us this job, this, this task, this passion to do something for him that is awesome and amazing. And when you understand that, maybe you can also understand this is because that's the way you were created, and that's how he created you you will never be fulfilled until you start doing that awesome thing for him and it's easy to step back and say oh yeah but let somebody because you know somebody else speaks better than I do man that was one of Moses excuses right Somebody else sings better than I do. Somebody else, uh, you know, is, is a better greeter than I am. I'm not, just not really outgoing. Somebody else can, can, uh, can do the tech better than I can. Someone else can teach kids better than I can. Someone else, someone else, someone else. I, and I, I just don't have the resources, you know. I don't have a lot of money. Who said anything about giving money to, to being involved who said anything about giving money to, to doing that awesome thing? Whatever, whatever God has put inside of you, you can do because he's already gifted you and he's already provided everything that you need to be able to do that thing. And you'll never be fulfilled until you start doing that awesome thing. Now, so let's go on. So, so now Jesus tells them this, and then he's, uh, he's taken away from them. After saying this, he's taken up into a cloud. While the disciples were watching, they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Okay, again, here, here's a, here's a whole paragraph of uh, two and a half verses right there. A whole paragraph right there, and you read it all, and you say, okay, so what's it saying? Okay, Jesus is taken up, and he's coming back in the same manner. I mean, that's what I've always heard preached. That's what I've always gotten out of this. Okay, that's the way he went, and that's the way he's coming back. There's something else in there. Again, let's slow down and look. What else is there? There's something else right there. As they strain to see him rising into heaven. As they strain to see him rising into heaven. Okay, I'm real visual. So when I read the Bible, I do see, I see things going on, right? Have you ever seen, uh, maybe you were at a park and a kid accidentally let go of a helium balloon? Have you ever watched the helium balloon go up and up and up? You know, have, have you ever watched one until you couldn't see it anymore? I mean, I've been standing around, and a little, you know, two or three of us, you know, we were watching and saying, you know, and then, uh, whoa, I can't see it anymore. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's back. I see it again. It's just there, next to the cloud. That's what I see these disciples doing. It's like it said they're straining to see him rising into heaven they're watching him and maybe nathaniel says i can't see him anymore and philip says no there he is he's still right there he comes back you know they're they're straining and man you can waste a good five or ten minutes watching a healing balloon go away right and that's what they were doing is they were they were they were looking and they were straining to see that's what the word says they were straining to see him you know I, i i can understand not wanting to let go of this one that they've seen do all these amazing things this one that was so important to every part of their life over the last three years and they're straining to see him but then these two guys probably angels right the way they're described they said, what are you doing standing here he's coming back you know so let me ask you a couple of questions what should they be doing this what should they be doing and what should we be doing Jesus already told them what he was going to do and he and he gave them some direction of how to prepare for what he was going to do in them So what should they be doing? Not not just this. I mean, they should be going and preparing, getting their heart ready, getting their excitement, their passion, just stirring that up to be ready to do that awesome thing that he's given them to do. What should we be doing? Same thing. You know, know, Jesus, yes, I know. He wants you to see him. He wants you to see him. He wants you to know where he is. And I think we spend a lot of time in our worship, you know, doing that, seeing him. But you know that can't be the end of our Christianity. That's not following Him; it's just seeing Him. At some point, you've got to say, "Wait a minute! He didn't let me just see Him and know Him just just so that I could have this, but because somebody else needs this also." And so that's what these guys were saying. they were saying, "You've got something else to do." So what should we be doing? Let me tell you a couple. Let me tell you a couple of truths about serving at 2911 and and, and the needs at 2911. Number one because of all this recent growth we've had every single team at 2911, every ministry team needs additional team members every single one of them because of the growth i mean you look around and there are new people here and, and you know and new people a lot of times don't feel like they can just jump in tomorrow but let me tell you something they i was going to say it but they have already said it uh, i think kyle said it just a few moments ago we, we, we don't have everything together. We don't, we don't have it all figured out. And we've got holes in places, and people are just covering holes waiting on you. So, yeah, we, we don't have a long long period that you've got to come prove yourself for six months at 2911. We believe if, if God has already accepted you, you've been approved, we're ready for you to do something, that awesome thing that God has called you to do. And because of our recent growth, every single team needs more team members. Here's the other truth about serving. Because of our future growth, every single team needs team members because we believe this isn't it this isn't over you've still got family members you've still got friends you've still got co-workers you've still got kids that you go to school with that need to know jesus christ and so because of that we've we've got to strengthen our teams to get ready for what god god is going to send because you know we're we're still the new church in town i mean Church 2911 has been around 13 years, but we're the new church here in this place and in town. And so we're we're kind of in new territory, and there are more people to reach now that we're here. And so what we've got to do is we've got to strengthen all of our teams. And uh, I tell you, I, I, I was looking around before, before service, and I, I noticed this one out, this one out. and I, noticed, I, I knew this family was not going to be here because of so much sickness that they've had the past couple of days and some others and this. And, all, and I look around, and I see, I see the numbers, and I see the crowds. And, you know, I, and I tell you, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this and uh, scare some of you to death, but, but uh, we need to strengthen our teams enough to go to two services. Because we're not just full in here, we're full back there. I don't know if y'all noticed any back, you know, when you're parking. But we're full. We, we, we got to knock some trees down get some more space back there. But, but we got to do that, you know, and, and we can't do that where our teams are right now. There's future growth. There's something else. There's another person. There's another family that God wants to put at 2911 so that they can grow and become everything that he intends they be. And that can't happen without all these teams getting the team members that they need okay so I, I need to hurry on so let me go on to the next one so, uh, so, the, so the apostles You know, these two angels said hey what are you doing standing here so the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives something Jesus told them to do he said go back to Jerusalem and pray and spend some time together at a distance of half a mile and when they arrived they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were sitting. They all met together were constantly united in prayer along with Mary the mother of Jesus, several other women and the brothers of Jesus. So they went back and you know what they did? Go ahead and bring up that that those next two points there for me if you will uh, Brandon. Uh, meeting together and in unity of prayer, that's what they did. They just met together and they prayed together in unity. You know here's one of the problems with, and not a problem but here's one of the, kind of the, the, the lacks, so, you know the thing that doesn't get us all the way there something you miss when we just all say hey let's all pray this week of so-and-so and when we don't sometimes come together and pray is we miss the unity of prayer and the word of God said we're to agree concerning anything we're to agree and you got so you got to have unity in prayer and we miss that well you know what that's something we do dream night two weeks from tonight at 530, okay? Two weeks from tonight is dream night, okay? And that's uh, we've called it team night. We've called it a lot of different things this year. We're gonna call it dream night. And it's a it's about the dream of what God. We're reclaiming the dream that God gave us as a church over 13 years ago. We're reclaiming that dream. Okay. So so listen, if this is your church, and, and if you don't know if this is your church yet, you've just been visiting, then I invite you to come and maybe find out a little bit more. Next week is 101, then the next week is dream night great times for you to really dig in and see if 2911 is the place that you need to be this is why we do why do we do this because this is what jesus told the disciples to prepare yourself for this awesome thing that you're supposed to do i want you to do these things and so join us in a couple of weeks okay so we go on all right uh, and during this time when about 120 believers were together in one place peter stood up and addressed them brothers he said the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning judas y'all know who judas was right Betrayed Jesus the night before his death. I mean, he's the one that showed his Roman soldiers where he, where he was so that they could take him without a lot of crowd inter- interference. The scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit speaking through King David. Alright, so since this is in the middle of this right here, I think a lot of times I've skipped over this whenever I've preached from this passage of scripture but I felt I felt compelled to bring this out today is Judas Judas betrayed not just Jesus he betrayed all of them he was one of them and yet he betrayed what they were standing for what they had fought for what they had believed in for the last three years he betrayed anybody ever been hurt anybody yeah anybody ever been hurt in church you don't have to raise your hand about that one okay you're gonna get hurt in church too you know why because church is full of people and people are hurting. And when, and have you heard the saying, hurt people hurt people? I mean, we do, we hurt each other. And when we're hurting, you know, we don't, we should say, man, I, I'm hurting and I know how other people feel and we just want to reach out and help them. We don't do that, do we? When we're hurting, a lot of times we hurt other people. Yeah, you're going to get hurt no matter what crowd you're in. But we can't let it sideline us. This is, what, this is what Peter was saying right here. He said, bring that up. There it is. Judas' betrayal hurts but the stakes are too high to let it sideline us. You've been hurt. Somebody lied about you. Somebody tried to destroy your reputation, you know, but the stakes are too high for us to let any of that sideline us, for us to let our hurts, for us to let our scars, for us to, us to let our pains, for us to let our yesterday side. The stakes are too high because whatever hurt you, it's going to be a memory one day, but eternity is forever. And so you can't can't sit on the sideline just because you've been hurt. Everybody involved in ministry has been hurt. Everybody involved in any team ministry has been hurt. So don't sit there anymore. So let let me go on. Peter continues right here. He says, So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord from Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. Now, if you, you have ever read that before and you just kind of, again, read right through it. And you get on to the next thing. Oh, they're going to choose a replacement? Who are they going to choose? uh, uh Spoiler alert, they choose Matthias, okay? We're not reading that verse, so we're not going any further than this in this story, okay? They choose Matthias, okay? And, and so it's, it's really easy to say, oh, they're gonna choose. And so we wanna jump to that, you know, instead of understanding, wait a minute, what was that here? What was said here? Men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus, from the very time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. That was just a few days ago, right? Acts chapter 1. There were people, you know, we we remember these 12, right? There were people that were with them besides these 12 that followed along after Jesus. Sometimes I I think we get in our head that there's only these 12, but there were others. And this is what Peter's saying. we got to have a replacement for Judas. Where are we going to find a replacement? We need somebody who has been with us the whole time and heard all the things Jesus said saw all these great miracles, was a part of this, and so they get it, you know? They've been here, they get it. And we've got men like that. We've got people just like that. Now, let's don't get into this gender thing about why couldn't they appoint a woman. Well, it's kind of been weird to have one woman in the middle of 11, 11 guys all traveling around everywhere, I guess, I don't, I don't know. Let's don't get there into the old ways of people's thinking, right? But there were, there were men who had been there the whole time that didn't get any press they didn't get mentioned nobody knows their names I mean have you, you ever heard of Matthias I mean before this this verse right here well it's actually a couple of verses past this one have you ever heard of Matthias who's Matthias where did he come from what do you know about Matthias I mean did Matthias accept it when they they chose him uh, the inference is yes but we don't have his acceptance speech. I mean, he doesn't even get to say, yeah, I'll take it. Man, I'm excited to be here, guys. We don't, we don't even get that from Matthias. What did he do? Where did he go? Where did he preach? What was his ministry like? Did he, did he write anything? Like, you know, Peter wrote some of the books of the New Testament. Paul wrote a whole bunch of them. He wasn't one of these 12 either. James, John, they wrote all these. But What did Matthias do? Was he martyred? you know tradition says he was but do we really know we really don't know what do we know about Matthias two things he replaced Judas well I know that for this little piece right here and because he was one of those up there in that part he was with them the entire time and yet still even after he was chosen and became one of the twelve he still didn't get the fanfare he still didn't get a place in the song y'all know the song right there were 12 disciples. Jesus called to help him Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, brother John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, Thaddeus, Judas, and Sam Bartholomew. Right? You know that song? Everybody knows that song? No, y'all don't know that song, right? He has called you to, he has called you to. I thought I'd just go ahead and teach you the rest of it, right? He didn't even get a mention in the song. Judas is still in the song. I mean, we're still singing the song in Sunday school and kids' church. And Judas is still mentioned. Matthias didn't even get that. Here's what I want you to get. <laughs> and this is something we say around here all the time, everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. Everyone. Not just those 12. Not just this one standing here right now who gets to share off of his heart. I get to unburden myself today. Everyone has something awesome to do for Jesus. And there's so many of those out there. There were 12 that we know, but there were 120. I like that number. There were ten times as many actually following Jesus around as we actually know about. There were there are ten times as many people who are doing the work than the ones who who get the accolades. And some of you are good, good with that. You know, you like being a backstage person. You know, you don't really want to be on stage in the lights and all of that. You don't want to be on social media. You don't want to record the videos. You know that we share and those kinds of things. You like being that. You know why? Because that's how God created you. And you know what, when we, when we hear this thing about awesome thing, you say, well, I can't do anything awesome because I'm one of those backstage people. You know, I'm one. I, I'm always in the in the background and I can't do anything awesome. No, we, we misunderstand this word awesome right here, what it means right here in this context. It doesn't mean that everybody in this room is gonna, gonna become a Billy Graham or a Lauren Daigle or a, a Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. Google that one if you don't know who that is, okay? doesn't mean that you're going to become an awesome minister of this particular means. No, it means that the thing that you do, that you are so gifted to do, even as small and insignificant as you may think it is, when you do it in the power and the passion and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, it is going to be awesome in the life of someone else. Have you ever had somebody do something for you that was so small they thought it was nothing, but for you, it was amazing? You ever been broke down the side of the road and have somebody pull a set of jumper cables out of the trunk of their car? Little thing for them, they already had the jumper cables. Took them five minutes, you're back on the road. But for you, what did that mean? That's what I'm talking about here. Not talking about you know, and and it's, and it's even more impactful than maybe a Billy Graham or a Lauren Daigle, because you're there. You have something to do because of the because of the gifting and the passion and the power that He's put inside of you that no one else can do. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.